Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome to this episode, my friend, which is all about how to stop overreactive and learning to be a little bit less defensive in life. So I should probably note that this info was originally planned to focus on parents and how to stop overreacting really easily with kids, but I decided to tweak it in the end. So if you aren't a parent, I still encourage you to listen because these same principles apply to all the relationships in your life. If you tend to overreact, this episode is going to help you. So what do I mean by being reactive? Well, reactive is defined by acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it. So when we overreact, we're responding more forcibly or more emotionally than is actually justified for that particular situation. So it's a little bit like making a mountain out of a molehill or as some of the oldies used to call it, chewing the scenery, which refers to when an actor acts in a super melodramatic way, really excessive when performing, when it wasn't necessary or called for. So I have to be honest, overreacting isn't really pretty and it usually makes both us and the other person feel really crap. So let's start by giving you some examples of what it would be like to overreact as a parent first. Okay, so you might have a child who reaches over for their iPad and you automatically lose it. They don't even have to say a word. They don't have to do anything because you're assuming that they're going to get sucked into this vortex of hours of wasted time, getting lost on YouTube, when the reality was he or she was just going to do their homework. Or you could have a child or a teen give you a bad look, which you automatically assume means that they have a bad attitude. They've been disrespectful, even though they might have been frowning and focused on something completely different and unrelated to you. Or when it comes to your partner, you might overreact when he or she makes a harmless comment about the dishes in the sink. And you take that to mean that he thinks you should have already done them, but you didn't. So you're a failure as a mom and as a partner when really he was just commenting on the fact that he was about to do it himself. Now, I have to say, okay, with those examples, some of those situations could actually play out completely differently. Like maybe your kid really was reaching for the iPad to play with it and your teen was giving you a dirty look because they were annoyed at you and they wanted you to know it. Or maybe your partner did think that you should have done the dishes by now because, you know, they did it last time. Whatever the case, we get to decide how we want to respond to every situation that we're faced with. Now, most of us sincerely think that we've got no choice but to blow up. Like, of course, blowing up is the most natural response to that situation and that every other person in the world would be feeling the same. But that's a big fat lie. It's not true. We all get to choose. Not everyone is going to view each circumstance in the same way that you do. You get to make a choice. You really, really do. We could have responded to any of those situations in a more rational and calm manner instead of opting to react or flame the fire or turn something small into something massive by the thoughts that we're choosing to have about the situations and by the action that we are consequently taking. So when we are reactive, we tend to act on our own emotions in response to other people's behavior. We tend to make assumptions. We tend to assume the worst. We tend to make mountains out of molehills. And you know what the worst thing is about being reactive? 
It's our own thinking that gets us so fired up about that behavior in the first place. Now, some of us might be thinking, well, that's not true. If that person didn't do that, I wouldn't behave in the way that I did. I wouldn't react in the way that I did. But every circumstance is neutral. I cannot say that enough on this podcast. You overreacting is usually just a reflex action caused by you choosing a thought that got you fired up and it gets you into trouble because you aren't always thinking with a clear and rational mind in those moments. So just consider the following quotes. This one is by Victor E. Frankel, who said, between stimulus and response, there is a space and in that space is our power to choose our response and in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And here's another one by John C. Maxwell, who said, I believe everyone chooses how to approach life. If you are proactive, you focus on preparing. If you are reactive, you end up focusing on repairing. You actually like repairing the damage you've done. Just because you didn't take that moment to think about how you could deal with a situation in a different way. And here's a final quote by Brendan Burchard, who said, Are you doing what matters or are you just reacting to the noise? So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you 20 tips how not to be so reactive in life, both as a parent and a partner. So let's start with number one. Don't always assume the worst. Sometimes we need to give our kids and our partner the benefit of the doubt. You raised your kids well. You know that you did. And deep down, they are doing the best with the skills and knowledge they currently have at their disposal. Sure, they may not be perfect, but none of us are. Humans are imperfect creatures. We all make mistakes. We all say things that we later regret. We do things that we wish that we didn't. We also have free will, means that what other people think is right might not be the same thing that we think is right. And that too is okay. Now, the same goes for your partner. What would it be like if you assumed the best of him or her? If you learned to look at him or her with more love and compassion? If you sincerely decided you wanted to understand your partner better, why they think the things they do, why they do the things they do, rather than always judging them or assuming that your way is the only way or your way is the best, give people the benefit of the doubt. And if you're unsure about their intentions or why they did something, just ask them. Hi, explain to me. I'd love to know. Instead of just assuming that your answer is always the right one. Now for tip number two, keep your ultimate goal in mind. So this is going to require that you step back for a moment and really think about the life that you want to create. So when it comes to parenting, is your goal to raise kids who think it's normal to jump to conclusions about people and get angry really easy about every single little thing? If so, keep on overreacting. If, on the other hand, you would much prefer to raise kids who are well-adjusted and who know that inner peace and calmness comes from within because they learned that firsthand from you, that is a choice you have. And let's talk about your partner for a second. What do you want from your relationship? Like, seriously, think about that question. Do you know the answer? What sort of relationship do you want to create? What sort of relationship would make you feel good? And what do you need to do to make that happen? Are you guys on the same side or do you treat your partner as if their enemies on the opposing side of a battle that you just made up in your head? Really think that through and ask yourself, is your reaction, are your overreactions taking you closer or further away from your goals? 
Now for tip number three, learn to be proactive. So proactive people create or control a situation by causing something to happen. So that is their most ideal response that they would like to see happen. That is what they take action on rather than always waiting to fix things up after it's taken place. So in some ways, being proactive is the opposite of being reactive because rather than feeling out of control, when you're proactive, you stay in control of a situation at hand. So being proactive means that you know that you are not the product of your circumstances. You're instead a product of your decisions. And this is a choice that you can always make to choose the more loving response, choose the non-judgmental reaction when faced with any situation in life. Now let's look at tip number four, give others the opportunity, freedom, and space to be independent. So when it comes to kids, we need to be willing to take a deep breath while they learn to get good at this. Kids don't automatically become independent and more responsible overnight. Sometimes they're going to make mistakes, lots of them, just like you did once upon a time in life. And the same tip applies to the adults in your life. We all thrive as humans when we have the freedom and space to be ourselves. When we don't feel like we need to think in a particular way or behave in a particular way just to make other people happy. The truth is we are all allowed to think what we think. We're allowed to take the actions that please us, even if other people aren't happy with it. And that's because we have free will. Just like you have free will, your kids and your partner do too. And this doesn't mean that you don't get to set boundaries. This doesn't mean that, you know, some actions aren't going to have negative consequences and you get to set the rules of what you will accept and not accept in life. But even still, people are still entitled to make their own decisions and they're entitled to be independent. So what you are in charge of, though, is deciding exactly how you want to show up in these situations and what thoughts you want to have about the people in your life. Now for tip number five, try to see things from the other person's perspective. So just some questions to think about here. Did that person have a different intention from the one that you assumed that they did when you got all worked up? Were they maybe feeling tired and rushed? Did they really intend to start a World War III with you? Are you angry because they wanted to do something different from what the picture that you had painted in your head? Do you really think that everything should go your way? Like, really? I know sometimes I do, but it's not a fair expectation. And what do the people in your life need most from you? Is it your love or your disapproval and punishment? Now for tip number six, think about how you could have reacted differently. Now, I think it's fair to say that in the heat of a moment, it is hard to think rationally and come up with different alternatives, but that is why it's so important to do it after the fact so that you don't keep on repeating the same mistakes. It is helpful to have a game plan in your head so that you know how you would prefer to act and prefer to show up in situations rather than coming up with this really hot-headed, fiery reaction when those same situations occur. Ask yourself now, how would the kindest, best version of yourself show up? How would they react to that same situation? What different options do you have at hand? You have options, so go through them all, the good and the bad. And remember, when dealing with any situations, you get to decide what's best for you. And hopefully you'll choose something that serves you best in the long run. Because the best option won't always be the first one that comes to mind. And that is why we get ourselves into trouble with reacting because we've reached for what we think is an automatic response, but we need to take the time to think it through. So now let's look at number seven, developing some self-control yourself. 
So this tip is going to hurt, but it is seriously a good one. The truth is being reactive is often linked to poor self-control and the tendency to lash out at other people without thinking things through clearly. So just stop and pause for a second. Take a deep breath. Now, I literally say that to myself when I'm getting annoyed. Take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. My kids sometimes say, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just taking a deep breath. So now ask yourself, once you've taken that breath, what will be the consequences of your actions if we react in a negative manner to that situation at hand? Do you like those consequences? Is that something you're excited about? You're excited about everyone getting really annoyed. You're excited about feeling really crap. Could you instead choose something different? Just like we want our kids to have self-control, it is so important that we practice exercising this muscle ourselves too. Now let's look at number eight, which is examining your current state of mind. Now, I don't mean to ask this in a like psychologist sort of way, but instead I mention this out of a love and desire for you to build strong and healthy relationships with people in your life. Are you feeling stressed? And if so, what could you do to reduce that stress? If feelings of stress are leading you to overreacting, this is such an important thing to look at. Are you possibly feeling tired? And if so, what can you do to reduce that fatigue? Or are you maybe feeling sensitive? And if so, just know that there is value in taking care of yourself and developing thick skin when needed because sometimes other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions aren't always about you. So what do you need to do to stay calm and centered so that you get to show up in a way that you want to show up in life and that makes you feel really good about your relationships? Now for number nine, understand that being reactive makes you feel powerless. So here is the thing. Every time you overreact or react without thinking, you're actually losing your power as an individual. Now, I know that you might think that when you're losing it, when you're raising your voice, it's making you feel powerful. Sure, maybe for like those two seconds, but you are at the mercy of your feelings and your emotions when you are in that out of control, automatic, overreacting state. And it really does make you feel crap. Maybe not straight away, but pretty soon later, I'm sure it will. But being proactive, on the other hand, makes you feel in control of the situation, which is why it is such a useful skill to work on developing. So let's talk about number 10, examining your expectations. Are your expectations realistic? Do you expect people to be perfect all the time? Or do you understand that sometimes people are going to make mistakes and that is totally fine. Expecting your kid or your partner to do what you want all of the time instead of understanding their current needs and desires is usually a recipe for disaster. It isn't always going to go your way. Sometimes they get to make their own decisions and do things the way they want to do it. And sometimes we just need to suck it up and accept that things aren't always going to go our own way. Which brings me to number 11, extend some grace to the people you love. So let's start with children who are still little humans, growing and learning and finding their place in the world. By showing your kids grace, you teach them firsthand about love and forgiveness and kindness and compassion. You set a good example for them too, so that they can do the same towards others. And that's what we really want. That is what being a parent is about, practicing what you preach and modeling behavior that you would love to see them instill. Not that they always will, so you can't get annoyed when they don't but just doing what you feel is best for you. Now for your partner, the same tip applies. We are all human, so please grant your partner some grace at times. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to say and do things that they don't mean at times, and that is okay. 
Be willing to be understanding. Be willing to forgive. Be willing to show grace at times, especially when you least feel like giving it because that is probably when they need it the most. Now for number 12, understanding that being overreactive has its consequences. So researchers have found that parents who anger easily and overreact are more likely to have kids who act out themselves and become upset more easily. And even though I haven't looked into this research when it comes to relationships, I think it would be fair to say that if you were constantly overreactive in your own relationship with your partner, eventually it would have a negative impact, especially if it continues on a long-term basis. So number 13, understand that it isn't just about you. Now, I know, guys, that we don't all think that the world revolves around us. None of us want to think of ourselves as vain or conceited or egotistical in that way. But sometimes we actually act as if we think it's true. We want things to go our own way and we want people to behave in the way that we want them to behave. But that just isn't always going to happen. Your job as a parent is to guide your child through life. So ask yourself, like, are your actions in line with supporting your kids on their journey? Are you being kind and loving? And if not, it might be time to rethink your automatic reactions to some parenting situations. Same applies for your relationship. Your partner is just like you. They're going to have bad days, just like you will. They're allowed to feel frustrated. They're allowed to feel stressed. They're allowed to make their own decisions that sometimes you won't approve of. The people in your life are allowed to be themselves, just like you are allowed to be you. Now for tip number 14. Remember that you can't control the way other people think and feel. Okay, basic 101 psychology, especially when it comes to coaching. So here is the truth. You can't punish your kids or your partner into behaving in the way that you want them to behave. It does not work that way. If it did, we'll all have perfect kids the moment we put them into timeout. Studies show that unfair punishment in any form, whether it's physical or emotional, such as withdrawal of love, only creates resentment, resistance, and retaliation. There is almost always, potentially, a better, fairer, and kinder way to deal with the people you love. But it all comes down to understanding that they're entitled to their own thoughts and their feelings. They really are. People have free will. I can't say that enough. And they weren't put on this earth to make you happy. You need to make yourself happy. Now let's look at number 15, respecting people's personality and their temperament. So when it comes to parenting, you can't expect your child to transform into a quiet kid all the time if they're naturally hyperactive, feisty, and talkative. Just like you can't expect a kid to sit still all the time if they are active and they've got all this energy to burn. This comes back to being realistic about your expectations. Are your expectations aligned with your child's abilities and capabilities? The same questions apply to your partner. Do you respect that he or she might be more introverted or extroverted than you? Do you understand that they need to change their personality to make you happy? Because that would be an impossible goal and it would be an unfair goal too. Life is far easier when we stop expecting people to just change to make us happy. Why not instead respect that other people were born to be different? They were born to be unique individuals with their own dreams and desires in life, which may or may not match yours. Now for tip number 16. If your child or partner is doing something you like, remember the issue is about the behavior, 
not the person. So what I mean by this, I'm going to give an example. Let's just say you had a kid and they didn't do their homework when you wanted them to. We need to remember that it's the action that we didn't particularly care for, but it bears no reflection on who your child is as a person. Their behavior at this one time, or even if they do it a dozen times, it doesn't determine their future. It doesn't determine their worth. You can still love someone no matter what. And the same applies to your partner. You can still love your partner, even if you don't particularly love their actions, because they're two different separate things. Number 17, keep in mind that an angry mum might lead to angry kids and probably an angry partner. So this tip really does apply to parenting because researchers found that children often model their parents' behavior. So if being reactive is one of your natural reactions that lead to anger, there's a good chance that your kid is going to grow up to think, you know, that's a normal way to behave when we have a situation that we don't like. We have a little tantrum, we yell, we scream, we let everyone know how upset we are. So it's really important that we practice what we preach if we want to encourage our kids to behave in a really calm way. And the best way to do this is by remaining calm ourselves. I really feel like the energy changes in a room when someone gets really angry. You can almost feel it in the air. It's all really tense and high strung and uncomfortable. And so that's why it's so important. Just look, look at embracing calm instead. And this brings me to tip number 18. Stop for a second. This is one of my favorite tips when faced with a situation that I find frustrating. I mentioned it before and I do it all the time. Whenever you feel that little fire burning in you, stop and take a deep breath. Ask, how can I tame the flame instead of making it spread like a bushfire really quickly out of control? So take a deep breath. Think it through. Sometimes we only need like a split second, maybe 10 seconds, maybe a minute if we're taking our time to come up with a different scenario. But make the right choice. Behave in a non-reactive way if you can. And when you do it, I promise everything will feel so much different and we always have more than one choice at hand. Now for number 19, don't make one bad day make you feel like you have a bad life or a bad relationship or that it means that you're a bad parent because none of those things are true. The beauty of life is that you can change your attitude at any moment and the moment you change your attitude, you change your behavior and you actually change your whole life. So that one bad day, maybe it really wasn't so bad. I'm sure you're going to try to convince me that it was, but you are still alive right now, aren't you? Your heart is still beating and you are in control of your thoughts and actions. So moving forward, anything is possible. If you faced a challenge, you learned something from it. You really did. You grew stronger. And that, my friend, is a gift. And now for my final tip, number 20, make being calm your number one goal. So I think this is such a great way to end this episode by remembering how important it is to stay calm, think calm, behave with calmness and love with calmness. I know I sound like a broken record probably, but you really can choose your behaviors and reactions in life, no matter how your child is behaving, no matter what your partner is doing. And if given a choice, we always have a choice though, always opt for calmness. So I do hope this episode has been really useful for you. As always, thank you so much for being here with me. I love and appreciate you all, and I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Until later, dream big, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. 
For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.